I had so much confidence in myself. I thought I was so much better than others. I would do anything to win. I had to be better. I had to be the best. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about how most people in this world are seeking confidence. And even Forbes magazine talks about confidence as if it were some type of superpower. Now, is confidence the most valuable asset someone can attain in life? What happens when someone becomes too self-confident or has it and it's not enough? Today, we will have Joshua Hitt, who's a young man who grew up with many amazing physical talents and abilities that gave him such a huge confidence that he could walk into any situation and he believed he could figure it out. However, he's going to talk about how his personal experience with self-confidence by itself failed him and how he discovered faith in Christ as a young man changed his life for the better. Joshua, welcome to the show. Thank you, Juan, for having me. Now, Joshua, I understand you are a 20-year-old young man, and even in this moment, you are a very strong individual, and confidence came to you. But most people, like young people, kind of struggle with this most when it comes to confidence. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, even nowadays, just learning how to believe in myself is something that can be very difficult constantly being in a world of just comparison Mm -hmm. from a young age i was always competing for a spot on a sports team or going to tryouts or even getting the highest grade in the class Mm -hmm. whatever it may be it's always this level of competition trying to just prove yourself to other people and it can be very degrading so learning how to fight that urge to not expect that for myself and in order to be okay with myself and believe in myself and love myself for these things Mm. to not go to those expectations instead to be okay with who I am but also along the ways push myself a little bit and moving forward in an encouraging way rather than a way that would just completely just shake my confidence and my self-belief in who I was Mm. that's something very hard to process and understand it takes a lot of effort learning how to believe in yourself really and I'm not the best at it by any means but it really rocks you when you can't look at yourself in the mirror and be thankful for who you are and what you have. Right. So I understand that you were raised in a good Christian home where your mother and father were Christians, but you really didn't gravitate towards faith in Christ. At this time, you really discovered sports and your own abilities in life. Tell us about that. It was great having a mom and dad who loved the Lord, and they were really good, encouraging parents. They helped me understand what was right, what was wrong. They gave me a place to just express myself and grow as a person. And then just how I gravitated towards sports just from a young age, you know, around four or five, I really just got into competing more and that just became my love. And I was good at it wherever I went. I was good at basketball, baseball, football, soccer, swimming, tennis. I could run every sport that I tried. It became natural to me. And if it wasn't soon, then it was soon enough in time. And there wasn't anything that I couldn't achieve, couldn't get. I have countless amount of trophies from all these different sports through middle school and high school. 
it wasn't an issue for me. Hmm. And even then in those moments, I didn't understand how people couldn't be good at something. So I would look down on them in a way because to me, it just made sense. Wow. That's where my confidence and identity grew and wasn't really so much in the church. I see. You didn't really have this understanding of Christ a huge amount and maybe even heard about it, but you were really into, hey, you know, what's really important is my abilities is what it sounds like. Now, I understand when you were younger, you became quite competitive because your family had this competitiveness regarding sports. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, my family loves to compete. My mom loves to play all sorts of sports. Her sport was tennis for sure, but she'd get out and throw the football with me too. I'd run routes in the backyard and we'd do little plans and figure out what the best route was and how to get the timing down perfectly. Mm-hmm. We'd go down and play ping pong in the basement. My sister would play too. We'd play football against each other, had football parties, basketball parties. It was mainly my sister and my mom for sure who I was most into sports, but it was around the family and we all had a real competitiveness, particularly my sister and I just going at it (laughs) that definitely taught me to want to win more and more because i mean who doesn't want to beat their sister in sports older sister especially older sister that was just the way i saw it you took that out and basically you went with this whole mantra in life about being the best doing whatever it takes to win and feeling very confident in your abilities to actually attain that tell us about that Yeah, that was the only thing that mattered to me. Even earlier, I would still go to church as a young kid all the way up through high school, but it didn't stick to me because it wasn't what I valued. I valued my athletic abilities and my achievements in sports. I mean, just going around being on the best travel baseball team for years or going and winning the championship in football, throwing a 35, 40-yard football pass when I was eight, nine years old was, for me, something that just was very natural to do. But for others, it was just seemingly impossible. Right. But that's what I did. And then I would do the same in every area of sport that I tried and played in compete against the bigger kids sometimes two three years older than me sometimes four five six seven years older than me and to me it didn't matter who was across from me i was going to win and if i didn't win that moment i was gonna get good enough to beat them consistently every time that was what i chased after in life because that was the only thing that mattered was proving that i was the best and really gaining a sense of power from that and you did you got it there's times you felt on top of the world i understand and you really felt like you had better abilities than others. But I understand that despite all of this confidence where people knew who you were in sports and you definitely weren't bullied in life, I understand depression eventually hit your young life despite being very confident. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was in middle school. I was around 11 or 12 years old. I don't remember exactly where the thoughts came from, but they just came into my mind and there were thoughts along the lines of how am I going to take care of my family? How am I going to buy a house? How am I going to do taxes? How am I going to take care of my kids? All these little things that I just didn't understand how to do. And it was definitely out of my wheelhouse. Sports is not, you don't learn how to be an accountant or how to buy a house from sports. You learn how to play sports. So for me, because of that, I was like, well, my only way out of it is sports. So I'll just go and play harder. But it weighed on me more and more as I grew older because the fear of not having control and understanding what to do really grew. Hmm. And then eventually around age 13 or 14, I got two injuries. I got a stress fracture in my outer right foot and one in my lower left back. And over time I realized that 32 of my muscles were shut off. So I physically could not move like I used to be able to. Oh no! And I just began having suicidal thoughts and really questioning my life. Cause the one thing that, 
truly I held value in was fading away over time. And so I just felt really lost. I lost my ability to really socialize. I would sit in class for hours trying to listen, but really I was studying people trying to understand how to talk to them and how to make jokes, how to get along, how to feel like I was a part of the class. Yeah. It's funny because sometimes I would be in the conversation, but in my heart and in my mind, I felt so lost. Like nobody really heard me or understood what was going on. And dealing with that for years was detrimental to my health. Well, absolutely. So here you are in moments where you're losing everything, everything of who you are. Describe a little bit of that meaning lost. What do you mean? Like you felt really lost during this, just like hopeless, despair. Tell us a little about that. There wasn't really any understanding of where to go or what to do. I would try my best in sports, but I couldn't perform quite the same way that I once could. Mm-hmm. I slowly learned how to gain some of my strength back, of course, but it lost a lot of its meaning because I just had done it so much and something inside me just felt lost. I couldn't really explain what exactly was going on, but it was definitely a fear of what is my life and what is my value. And I didn't have that contract or that stability and figuring out those questions that I you know, feared for so long. Mm-hmm. And so if I couldn't escape that through sports, then I didn't really know what my life added up to at all. So I just was constantly waking up every day, not wanting to be up, not wanting to do anything, just staring at the ceiling for hours, weeks in the summer, especially but even during the school year, I would just sit in bed and just not get out of bed unless if I had to go to the bathroom or eat or anything, I wouldn't shower much. I wouldn't do anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody and I would only just force myself out of the house, even just dragging myself to practice or to games. Oh man, let's stop there, Joshua. I want to hear how things got worse with the depression and it was something you couldn't quite shake as you started feeling more and more like a failure in life. I'm looking forward to having you on again, Joshua. Thank you so much again for sharing with us this huge insight into your life and what life was like for you. Thank you, Juan. Hang on. Let's talk more about self-confidence right after the break. If you have a testimony you would like to share, you can audition to be on our show. Just go to www.therealliferadioshow.com. Click on Tell Us Your Story and follow the directions. You can fill out the guest release form and we will get back with you as soon as possible. If you need prayer or someone to talk to, you can always text us at 877-325-8030. Again, that's 877-325-8030. We look forward to seeing your text. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at www.therealliferadioshow.com. That's www.therealliferadioshow.com. Please help us to expand the reach of these shows. We couldn't do it without you. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I mean, it's an interesting topic because confidence, well, everyone's looking for it. And for Joshua, he discovered his self-confidence was based around him noticing that he had more abilities, at least physical abilities than others. And I think it's easy to base our confidence on our achievements, right? That's like everybody. This is where self-confidence is rooted from the ability to be better than someone else. Therefore, it somehow means that it gives a person some type of mysterious security that a person can have. Now, Joshua was all of these regarding his sports life, but deep inside, it wasn't enough to hold him through life. Being better does not mean we'll go through life with ease. Quite the opposite, really. 
Truth is, whether you grew up with a lot of self-confidence or very little, life still has its challenges and we're all susceptible to them. So what if you don't have self-confidence? It's written in ancient writings in Jeremiah chapter 17, 5 through 7. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is a man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. See, if you look closely, the man who trusts in man's strength and really leans on the strength of the flesh, it's not a good thing. Because you can see that person will be like a shrub in the desert, meaning desolate, all alone, not surrounded by life. It's depending on its own source, not depending on the life source around it. So though that person has abilities, those abilities will fail just like that shrub in the desert. What about you, beloved? Do you find yourself really focused on what you can do and do your abilities make you feel like you're better than others? Beloved, that's not true confidence. When your confidence is established in the Lord, it's very different. Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, that's me. I have a lot of self-confidence. I always think I know where I'm going, but deep down inside, I know that there's something I'm missing. Lord Jesus, you are the very thing we're missing. Help us, Lord, to trust in you and not put our trust in ourselves. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at www.therealliferadioshow.com. See you next time.